Hello, everyone. Welcome to Access Chat. Today, we are going to talk about a topic that's very, very, um, gets me very excited. So, but I also want to wish Neil Milliken, um, I hope he's having a fun holiday today. He worked so hard, as did all of us, but he definitely worked really hard um, celebrating GAD 2021. So, Atos did a wonderful job celebrating uh, GAD, and we all continue to really appreciate the work that uh, Antonio and Neil are doing to support our community. So, today on Access Chat, we are going to have a returning guest, Dr. LaMondre Pugh, and we're very, very excited about the topic because today we're going to announce that uh, we have uh, Rue Global has created a new nonprofit. It is a global nonprofit. It's called Billion Strong. And so right now, the website is www.billion-strong.org. Uh, Billion Strong is actually available, but they want you to pay $4,000 for it. And I just think that's ridiculous. So <laughs> we'll do that later. But we just really are excited about this topic because one thing that I was worried about was uh, the supply and demand. So we have a lot of amazing efforts and we're very proud at Access Chat of the efforts that we have made to support efforts being made like with the Valuable 500 with our wonderful, beautiful Dr. Caroline Casey, uh, which of course, Dr. LaMondre Pugh knows her very, very well and has spoken at multiple events. But we've worked hard to support leaders like Caroline to make sure that corporations are really focused on including us. And Access Chat's always been about that. We've always been encouraging corporations to include us and um, think about accessibility and think about your technology and things like that. So um, we're it's just continues. There's a lot of global work happening all over the world to make sure that people with disabilities are more meaningfully included. But what was starting to give me a lot of heartburn and really make me nervous was, but where are we? And I hear that all the time. And so that's what we're going to talk about. Where are we? Because World Health Organization says there's 1.3 billion people with disabilities. I'm very proud to be one of those people. Lamandre, I know you are. I know Antonio, I know your wife really struggles with uh, issues herself. And, and, and of course, what this means is uh, we're all human. So we're very, very, very stoked about this conversation um, and very excited that Antonio is one of our partners and so is Neil. Um, so we are definitely stronger together. So let's begin the conversation. So um, Dr. LaMondre Pugh is the CEO of Billion Strong. I'm very blessed to be the chairwoman of the board and my entire team at Rue Global is getting behind it as is Access Chat. So Let's turn it over to you, Dr. LaMondre Pugh, and tell us what Billion Strong is. Absolutely. First of all, thank you for, for having me uh, on Access Chat. This is always a pleasure and a joy, and it's it's beautiful to see the engagement uh, that happens with the community. So I feel honored and privileged uh, to be here with you today. So Billion Strong is an identity organization that seeks to unite the global community of people with disabilities. Um, you know, as, as, as Deborah mentioned uh, at the beginning, there are over 1.3 billion people on the planet with some form of disability, according to the World Health Organization. So that's about 15% of the world's population. Now, having said that, we also recognize that that's probably a pretty conservative estimate. 
because there are a lot of people who refuse to identify as a person with a disability. And that does not take into account the loved ones, the friends and the family members that are affected by disability. So what we realized was 1.3 billion was significant. That's a big number. Imagine what could happen if we came together. Imagine what could happen if we came together and said we're proud of being a part of this diverse population. And not only are we proud of being a part of this diverse population, we want to show you how we bring value. There's this concept. There's this concept out there of the, quote, mainstream, unquote. And typically people with disabilities have been pushed to the margins of that. But when you think of 1.3 billion people, we are the mainstream. We are what is, <laughs> as I like to say, quote, normal. <laughs> so no. that's what Billion Strong is. Bi right. Billion Strong <laughs> is an organization that seeks to promote a positive disability identity and unite the community. This is an organization that's by people with disabilities for people with disabilities. And our goal here really is to, our goal here is to make this movement really shine. So that's what Billion Strong is. That's what we're about. Yeah, and it's a movement. It's a movement. Go ahead, Antonio. So we we know that in terms of employment, we have uh, no um, national agencies in in the United States, international agencies all over the world, European agencies who act as uh, who, who do select talent for diff for different organizations. They act sometimes on behalf of those organizations to select people for different type of jobs. What type of uh, what will be the Role of one million, one billion strong uh, here. How? how uh, what is the? Uh, are you planning to support these organizations to discover uh, uh, talent uh, with disabilities? W what is your goal here? Are, what, what's your your plan uh, to be uh, present and to engage with such uh, organizations? Absolutely. Well, Antonio, that's a great question. And let me start this by saying this: we recognize that finding gainful employment or earning a decent living has been a significant challenge for people with disabilities around the globe. And we know that there are organizations that are working towards, towards solving that particular issue. And we support every single one of those organizations that's out there finding people based on their talent, based on their skill set, and based on the solutions that they can bring to organizations. And so what we do is we pretty much help them to discover that talent. See, when I say that this is an organization by people with disabilities, for people with disabilities, one of the things that we're looking at is saying, hey, entrepreneurs with disabilities, hey, people with certain skill sets, hey, people who are professionals with disabilities, let's come together, let's hone those skills, and let's show the world what we can bring to the table. That way, that way, when organizations like um, when organizations like headhunter organizations or organizations that seek to hire people, they can come to us and we say, we've got the talent pool. These are the professionals that you're looking for. These are the entrepreneurs that you want to work with. 
So our goal is to support each and every single one of those organizations by bringing the talent, by highlighting the skills, by showing them this is where the talent lies. And I'd like to just comment too, to your really great question, Antonio, because, um, and I totally agree with what uh, Dr. LaMondre Pugh saying, and I'm just going to call him LaMondre now, but um, we do have another nickname for him, but I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it, what we don't want to do. We don't want to duplicate people's efforts. I mean, you would, you were talking about off air, Antonio, about a deco for just as an example of a corporate brand that's really making a big difference, employing people for corporations all over the world. And um, our goal is to make sure a deco has the supply that they need to offer to the demand that has been created for, you know, from people like, you know, the Global Business Disability Forum, you know, I mean, network with um, the ILO, with um, the Business Disability Forum, with My Purple um, Space, you know, there's so much amazing work that's happening. We don't want to duplicate what anybody else is doing, but what we do want to do is we want there to be another place where we can brag about their work they're doing so that we can all come together to see what is being done for our community. And really, as um, LaMondre was saying, really, you know, celebrate, celebrate, because I, I know that we also talked about this just for a second off air and that LaMondre had made a comment about what the CEO of Wells Fargo said, and we love Wells Fargo. They, they're doing so many amazing things and we all can get in trouble with what we say these days. But so I'm going to let you talk about that LaMondre, but if we don't come together, if we can't figure out a way, or, or let's just think about it sort of a, a different way. If we could come together, 1.3 billion people, and minimum, uh, you said 15%, LaMondre, but in the United States, according to the CDC, one in four mm. American adults um, claim disabilities. That's 25% of our population. Absolutely. So, right. So as you said, the numbers are larger, but we we certainly can take um, we can look at what one of our other intersection communities, the community of people with LGBTQA plus did. You know, nobody, nobody predicted that that community could come together. No way could they come together. Well, they did. And then when they came together with pride, they got the right to marry. And there are other things that they're fighting for, but they joined and they fought for their rights and other communities joined them to fight because the blacks that are LGBT, um, LGBT members that also have lived experiences with disabilities, all the intersections, but we don't want to duplicate. We don't want to duplicate or step on anybody. What we want to do is we want to add to the value and celebrate who we are. And I think that's what's so, so exciting about that. So Lamondre, uh, you want to talk a little bit about the Wells Fargo comment, and then I'll pass it back to Antonio after that. Absolutely. So the the the, the CEO of Wells Fargo, excuse me, <clears throat> the CEO of Wells Fargo made a statement that they couldn't find um, they couldn't find black talented individuals to fill these roles at the uh, at their organization, and the truth is that's not true. Uh, there is, uh, there's, there's, there's students that graduate from colleges all over this country, particularly from HBCUs. Um, 
that would be more than happy to fill those fill those positions that have the skill set that have the experience to do so. However, the truth is they have not been looking in those areas. And so when we hear that the talent is not there, it's not true at all. The truth is that the focus for finding that talent has not been there, or at least it has not been placed in the right areas. And what we what we've discovered, particularly um, with Billion Strong, is that our goal is to help present that talent. So anybody who's looking for that talent can find it. We can be a source for them. So our goal is to partner with these organizations. Our goal is to support these organizations in their efforts. So if this is what you're looking for, here is where you can find it. But I, we have been talking about about jobs, about opportunities, about getting people into into employment. But there's also, uh, I think, an important aspect of innovation, uh, of bringing uh, organizations uh, become more diverse, and through that diverse. They can also be more innovative in relation to how they create products for, for consumers uh, and also how they impact in society in, in the overall. And, and once you have a community of, of diverse employees, it will be easy to find uh, diverse employees. So, uh, so I'd like to see what, how do, how do you see the work that you are planning here with Billion Strong also to support uh, organizations to innovate? That's a great question, uh, Antonio. Again, our, our, our goal, particularly, particularly with our community, is first of all to honor the diversity that we have. You know, Deborah mentioned how the LGBTQ community has come together and how we've seen significant changes being made um, in, in terms of rights, in terms of, in terms of just really being a full person and bringing your whole self to the table. Well, that's also true with disability. Uh, and what we've realized is that when we really focus on our diversity, when we really focus on the things that make us all unique, that's when innovation flows. And the reason that innovation flows when that happens is because it's different perspectives. It's different ways of viewing the world. It's different solutions to common problems and sometimes very complex problems. So one of the ways that we seek to support innovation is by bringing a diversity of, of perspectives together. And the truth is, and you, you know this, uh, Antonio, is that when you talk about solving problems, when you talk about having different approaches, historically, people with disabilities have always had to come up with different ways of getting things done. So we've always had to be innovative. We've always had to be solve problem solvers. And that's how we can lend to that. That's how we can say, hey, look at, the, look, look at what we've discovered from this collection, from this collection of data that we've collected from, from our members or from our group or from our community. And what we've discovered is that a lot of that has not been aggregated. A lot of that information has not been put together. That's one of the things that we can provide with this because we have such a diversity of views, a, a, such a diversity of perspectives. And that's also a part of the strength of being a global movement because it's not just US-based. It's not just UK-based. It's not just westernized ways of thinking. One of the things that we, 
one of the things that we really, really, really are making an effort is to help people realize that we're not coming in and telling people how to do things. We're not coming in and telling people you should do this here or you need to do it this way. What we're doing is we're coming in and we're saying, okay, so what's going on here in Kenya or what's happening in Australia or what's happening in Alaska and amplifying the things that are causing progress for people with disability, amplify the voices that are progressive for people with disabilities and amplifying that and sharing it with the rest of the world so that perhaps someone, someone in India could be inspired by what they heard or what they saw here and can make changes there that fits their community. So when we talk about that, for us, that is innovation. For us, that is how we lend to innovation. And that's what our goal is. You know what? I, I just will let you know, Antonio, that you're welcome. Yes, I did find LaMondre and make him <laughs> the CEO of this organization, the world. Yes, thank you. You're uh, you're welcome. Uh, I'll just leave now because <laughs> you're in good hands with LaMondre. Oh, my God. You're in good, good hands. But it, it also, it's just so important. Once again, we're taking a page from the LGBTQA+. Plus because we are not, people do not disclose that they have a disability often if they can get away with it. And, and many of us with, the, with disabilities um, that are defined under the Convention of the Rights of Persons with Disabilities and defined uh, under the Americans with Disabilities Act, people don't even know they're part of this. Most people, those 1.3 billion, they don't even know they're part of our community. Or, or if they do know, they don't want to tell you because they are discriminated against, but I am proud to say I am a person with, I'm imperfect. And I'm just, uh, we were talking about the, the, that term imperfect. I'm totally imperfect. I'm not never have, I've tried to be perfect. Wow. I felt so bad at that, but I am very proud to be a woman with ADHD. It actually makes me a better entrepreneur, but and unfortunately, it causes this real horrible side effect of depression, anxiety, uh, you know, uh, nervousness. But I'm just human. But my daughter, born with Down syndrome, she has added beauty to the world. Even, even this ridiculous, re- hard, ridiculous um, path that my husband is on with dementia and Alzheimer's, there's beauty along the path. It's sort of horrible and there's so many things that are scary about this path that I'm walking with my husband for me, my husband, my children, but he's still my husband. He's still this beautiful soul that's making his way along this path. And so I think what's what we've got to do is we have to rethink what it means to be human. We've got to ourselves and society decide that LaMondre is not broken. And one thing I'd like him to talk a little bit about is just his journey. You know, I know that his mother was told some terrible things, you know, he wouldn't live until he was five and he wouldn't live it. I mean, I haven't met his mother yet, but me and this woman, we're, we're soul connected. I have no doubt about that. We're We're soul sisters. Yeah. Yeah. But Society continues to tell us that we are broken if we have disabilities. And Lamondre was telling me a story about a a father in India who has a son with the same diagnosis as Lamondre. And this father is terrified 
for his son. He is terrified for his son. I'm getting chills as I say this. We have to help. This is ridiculous. We have to say, no, no. I am proud to have my lived experiences as a woman, as a woman living in the U.S., as a woman that's traveled a lot, as a, as a mother, as a wife dealing with some really scary things with my beautiful husband. Um, I'm proud of my lived experiences. Can we all be proud of them so we can come out and we can change the world? But if, and I'll say this too, when I, when I first was inspired to, to create this organization and I got the idea from Kevin Bradley of the Zebra Technology Company, a good friend of ours. And he's the one that gave me the idea. And then I went to LaMondre. LaMondre's like, oh my gosh, yes. So, but it's because we, we're trying right now to solve the world's biggest problems. But if, and people were saying, well, just do it in the States. No, stop it. We don't want to see global organizations in the States pretending that we're global. We're not really. Um, they say, well, don't do it in the States. Do it everywhere else. No, we're going to do it as a world. We're all going to come together. We are very proud. We already have 57 partners, country partners, 57 countries that have said, nope, we're in. We want to help. And we're going to get 200 countries and we're going to get partners all over the world. But why is it so important that we really self-identify with our all of our lived experiences, Lamandre? Oh yeah, that, no that 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 that's a great question. It, it it's it's important because we matter. It's important because I should not have to hide off a part of who I am in order to be accepted, in order to be viewed as not broken. Just to give you some quick background um, of myself and and some of the things that Deborah mentioned. So I have spinal muscular atrophy. Um, and functionally, um, I, I can't move my extremities uh, at all. I have very little use of, of my hand. Um, and so I control my environment with my voice and with a series of mouse clicks. Um, but when I was diagnosed at 18 month old, my single teenage mom was told that I would not live to be five years old. And that if I did, I would be, in their words, in their words, invalid. I would be an invalid is what they said. And um, and their advice given to her was to put me in a home and just let me go. And she said, well, I'm not doing that. What else can I do? And they said, well, what have you been doing? And she said, loving him. And they said, well, then that's what you do. You take him home and you love him. And, and that's what she did. Um, but the prognosis for my life was was horrible. It was it was the kind of thing whereas she didn't know exactly what to do or where to turn. So what she did was just instill self-reliance, self-awareness, and confidence in me. Um, so that as I grew, I recognized that I had value. I recognized that I could do something. She taught me things like, you know, if there's something you want, go get it. She taught me that people would treat me the way that I teach them to treat me. She taught me that, that my worth was not based on what people saw, but what I actually brought. And the fact that I was valuable because I was here, because I was human. And uh, so that was the concept that I grew up with. Now, fast forward a bit, the, 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 the father in India that Deborah mentioned. So I have a YouTube channel, Lamondre Pugh, on YouTube. And I do a series of videos and, you know, it's just videos of my life, just things that are going on. I'm 
receiving a treatment. And so I'm plotting the progress or documenting the progress of this treatment that I'm on. And one of the, one of the persons who saw my videos reached out to me and he said to me that his six-year-old son has a diagnosis that I have of spinal muscular atrophy. And he was really worried about, about what his life would be like. I mean, to the point of panic, his messages were frantic and he was asking about, you know, longevity of life and all of these kinds of things. And the thing that I told him was what my mother told me that, you know what, man, no one really knows how much time any one of us have. But what we do know is you have him now. And what you can do with him now is instilling him the things that lets him know that he's valuable and that he contributes to this world and that he can contribute to this world. Anything outside of that is left up to fate. So focus on what you have right now. Now, when we talk about why people don't identify, the question is, why would you? Why would you if you know that the world is going to see you as incomplete? Why would you if you know that the world is going to see you as a burden? Why would you if you know that once you have identified that you will be seen as broken? When the truth is, when the truth is, all of us are incomplete. All of us have, have things that people would consider as broken. And so you know what? I decided that I will show up in all of my incompleteness. I will show up vulnerable. I will show up broken, but brilliantly broken. I will show up in a way that my brokenness becomes the thing that that allows me to have those different perspectives that we all crave. Those things that allow me to solve problems in different ways. So if I'm broken, if I'm broken, I am brilliantly broken. Uh, one of the uh, we have mentioned uh, Caroline Casey uh, at at the beginning of our, of uh, of our interview today and and the work that she was able to achieve recently getting you know 500 CEOs uh, committed to uh, to to make sure that uh, inclusion and people with disabilities are discussed at a board level but now you know uh, she needs help Uh, she needs support and, and we all been to make our best to support her. But let me tell you a, a, a story. About two years ago, I was talking with the CEO in Europe and he was telling me the story when he was hiring uh, someone for his C-suite team. So uh, he asked a uh, head, head a company that does executive so, uh, research and uh, look for executives in order to, for large companies to hire. And you said, oh, the, the first batch uh, that I receive of possible candidates, they were all men. Uh, and they were all from, from my country. So I asked them, I'm not happy enough, give me a more diverse list. And then they were able to give him a geographic diverse list with executives from all over the world. And then he was not happy enough. Uh, they, uh, can you please give me a, a list at least with 40% women? And the answer that he received was, oh, Um, uh, there's no talent, there's no female talent in this particular area. Uh, 
So we're going to give, but don't expect that. So finally, he got the list. And then when he was making his choice, and then it was, okay, I, I, I would like to talk with this person. He was getting the answer, oh, this person is not really fitted to, to be a C-suite. You know, uh, she, uh, she doesn't have the talent, the requirements. Uh, and, the, and then the, maybe I can do something to help her. No, she has, she might have other characteristics that are, that I want. And then we can go to a process of development and I can help her to be where, uh, where our organization wants us to be, but we will be building a more diverse organization. So we already have different steps here and, and some struggles in order to find someone that was impossible to find. So now the next level, how can we, what can a billion strong do to make sure that the next list that the CEO will receive, there's uh, someone with disabilities on that list being uh, uh, in a kind of a, to, to be able to be in, in a kind of a pre-selection for a C-suite role? Right. You know, that, that, that uh, again, a great question, man. I, I, I love your questions and, and, and the way you rolled them out. But, you know, I, in, in, in hearing that, the very people who were, the very people who were charged with finding the talent had biases obviously set up to where even on the, the people that they put on the list, they were saying, oh, this person isn't qualified. Number one, if you truly felt that this person wasn't qualified, why did they make it to your list? This is your list. So a part of what, a, a part of what we are looking at doing is helping the people who make the lists helping them understand the value, helping them see the value, helping them not just to identify what the role is, but really look at what is the problem that we're trying to solve. Because let's face it, if you're hiring for positions, you have a problem that you're trying to solve. Whether that be you need widgets made or whether that be you need executive decisions made, that's your problem. And our goal is to help solve that problem. So in that case, we are helping the list maker. We are bringing the vetted talent to the table saying, this is what you're looking for. And, 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 and I think it's important. I think it's important for people to realize that we're not talking about disability being the definition. We're talking about disability being a part of what makes us who we are. For example, I have spinal muscular atrophy um, and I have a disability. That's my disability. That is a defining point, but it is not the defining point. I'm also a black man raised in the South. I'm also heterosexual. I'm also divorced. I'm also incredibly sexy. All of these things, all of these things are a part of who I am. It's true. And <laughs> I, I, I joke when I say that, but, but I'm serious <laughs> when I say that all of those things are a part of make a, a part of what makes me who I am. And, and the truth is not one of those things should exclude me from being able to present my talents and my skill sets. All of that comes to the table with me along with the value that I bring along with the solutions that I offer. So the way that Billion Strong could assist and help in that scenario is by assisting those who make the list 
to see beyond just the differences, or I shouldn't even say see beyond, to see the differences and recognize that those differences can certainly enhance the solutions that they're seeking. So it really is. So this is really, this is really about understanding that not everything needs to move towards the quote norm unquote, or that not everything needs to be in the middle because the truth is, it seems like we refuse to identify because we want to be seen as in the middle. We refuse to raise our hands and say, yes, I am a person with a disability because we want to be in the middle. People have, quote, stayed in the closet, unquote, because we want to be perceived as in the middle. Women have decided that, well, it's either going to be a choice between my family and my career because I recognize the fact whose family, that's not in the middle. But the career is in the middle, so I have to sacrifice this for that. Why? Why are we receiving that as the norm? Why are we accepting that as the way that it has to be? It doesn't. It doesn't. So a part of what we're looking at doing is changing what people believe is the middle. And honestly, much of that starts right within the community itself. You know, so it, it, it's it's imperative that we begin to take pride in who and what we are and be able to show up in the world, world with all of us, with all of ourselves, with all the completeness that it brings and say, hey, nah, but he, he, here's the deal. I can solve your problem. Beautiful, beautiful world, words. And, and I'll also um, continue on that. You know, whenever I, whenever we were, because Lamontre and I were both thinking, the whole team, the whole Rue Global Impact team, we've been thinking about this and trying to put it together strategically and everything. And I, I want to tell the audience just something that happened. So it, it, during the pandemic, and I know we're still during the pandemic, but um, in 2020, the uh, fall of 2020, I started getting these people coming to me. And over a period of two months, there was about 15 different individuals separately came to me. And there were some things that were the same. They all worked for multinational, large multinational corporations. They, all of them were women except two. Um, All of them were um, much younger than me, which most people are. So they were between um, early thirties to, um, you know, middle forties. And they all wanted me to help them promote their individual brand. They were worried that they were working in these big companies and they were glad that, and, and by the way, they all had disabilities as well. So they had been hired by these gigantic brands and they were so thankful, but they almost started feeling like they had been forgotten about. They didn't have any professional development. They they just felt some of them were starting to feel really tokens. And so I, I wondered, because this is not what we do at Rue Global, and I want to help people, but I thought, well, where is the professional development? Where is the, and that's another reason why we created Billion Strong, because we're going to have professional development. We're going to be doing mentoring programs. We're going to be doing coaching, master classes. But we're going to do it a little different because representation matters. So you're going to see mentors that 
have lived experiences similar to yours, for example, because now what happens, and it's great that we mentor each other, but often your mentors, they don't really have the same, they they can't identify with your lived experiences. I remember one time I said to Lamandre with much love, Lamandre, I don't even see your disabilities. And Lamandre said, please see my disabilities, Deborah, because that is who I am. I want you to see that I'm an African-American. I want, if you can see, I'm proud of who I am. So even though I understand why you said that, it's important for you to see me and you to see all of me. And he's right. And so in that just right there, I meant that very lovingly, what I said to him. And he knew that, but that's how embedded these issues are. Even those of us trying to make a difference and try and feeling like we are part of the Deborah, but you, you touched it, uh, uh, an, an important topic that we might we might need another access chat to talk about <laughs> yeah. this, but is 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 about seeing because that's a, a problem that we have. You know, uh, when we see conferences on technology, we don't see. And when we see uh, uh, news anchor uh, in the media, we don't see. You know, that's a, a, a real problem because in the end, you know, when you don't see, oh, maybe it doesn't exist. So, uh, and, and that's a very problematic ish, a problem that we all need to address. So we all need to try and find ways to increase the representation you know, wherever, you know, in all parts, uh, elements of society. I agree. Well said. And, and I have, I've had people say to me, and by the way, I've said this myself, I had a professor say to me not long ago, Wow, I talk about diversity all the time, but I, I'm so embarrassed. I, I forgot to include disabilities in this topic. I, I don't think I know anybody with a disability. And I said, well, you do. You definitely know people with disabilities. And one time I was speaking before an audience and they said, um, what do you think is the number one problem in this community? And I said, um, the number one problem is that nobody wants to be part of our community. And they just looked at me and I said, I can, because I can see, I look at this audience and I promise you, a lot of you are part of this community, but I bet you don't self-identify. Or do you have diabetes? How about cancer? How about epilepsy? How about, you know, are you a human being? No, because- I have a friend who wants to go, oh, Anton, you do this type of work, you know, um, on access chat. But, you know, I, I myself, I don't really know anyone with disability. And I told him, well, I know you because <laughs> you are not able to hear from your left ear. Right. So... They so don't even know you're part of our community. So, uh, so that's uh, an, an element, you know. You no, know, I need this to be able to move myself in the world, right. you know. Yeah. So it's it, it's just a broken. It's a yeah. tool. Technology is a tool to enhance humanity. Yeah. Go ahead, Lamandre. And here's the thing: <laughs> disability is the largest minority group in the world. Number one. Number two, it is the only minority group that any one of us can join at any time. So. If you don't have a disability right now, the thing you really need to know is that just keep on living. Keep on living. At some point, you may, you, at some point, you probably will experience some level, some form of disability. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. That doesn't mean incomplete. That doesn't mean less than. It doesn't mean any of those things. In fact, I am very proud to be all of who I am, including a person with disabilities. So I really want people to understand that when we talk about this, we're talking about this from a perspective of strength. Mm 
We're talking about this from a perspective of pride. We're talking about this from a perspective of we bring value to the world. Let, let me rephrase that. You bring value to the world. All of you brings value to the world. And that's what the Billion Strong Movement is about. So join the movement. Go to www.billion-strong.org and join the movement. Oh, that was so beautiful. Yes, it's so exciting. And this is for us. This is for us. And don't want to duplicate anything. We want to celebrate what everybody else is doing. So I know that we do need to end, uh, even though, as Antonio said, we're going to continue these conversations. But we want to thank our sponsors. We are just so grateful that Barclays Access supports us, MyClearText and MicroLink. We are so grateful that they understand the value. And I, I know we've said this before, but I continue to be very grateful that Twitter verified Access Chat, which was, to me, a real positive shout out to our community and the work that we've done for seven plus years. So um, we appreciate our community and we're very proud of Billion Strong. And thank you, Antonio. Thank you to Neil for you know joining our efforts. Thank you to everybody in the community for everything you're doing, because this is how we're going to change the world. So Anyway, and also uh, Billion Strong is on social media. You will see them, you know, will be, um, Lamontre is going to be um, tweeting from his own account, but he has his uh, wonderful, Sony is going to be the Billion Strong person behind that account. So we're looking forward to the chat. So thank you, Dr. Lamontre Pugh. Thank you, Antonio, my partner and brilliant partner. And hope Neil's having fun, you know, sitting with a cocktail in his garden. So Thanks, everyone.